Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Ruse Podcast. As always, I am Carter Spires, here with my co-host Matthew Bartlett, the director and managing editor of The Roost, your premier source for Rice Sports news and analysis. Well, I don't know if two straight games is constitutes a pattern at this point, but if it does, then I can't say I am a huge fan of this pattern of uh, blowout losses coupled with quarterback injuries. <laughs> so I'm 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 losing play all train of thought of what went where. But did you know Rice is zero and three when they have their starting quarterback knocked out of the game and unable to return this year, and what? five and three in all other games. Uh, it's it's like we've had all of the all of the typical quarterback injury rotation nonsense that's gone on every single year the past several years. It, it, we thought we had escaped it for a while, but then it just like it all snapped back at once, like a the world's most horrible rubber band. It's painful, man, and it's especially the the part about it that made it so painful this week is because there were two plays in this game against UTSA where I, I got the first one Isaiah Esdale had seven to ten yards and beat double coverage by a mile. And the ball was just hopelessly underthrown. And then you had a double reverse. Again, I think Shoki was still a quarterback where Rosner was wide open over the top. And both of those are touchdown passes by TJ McMahon, who I don't think has ever underthrown anyone. Um, <laughs> and Not his just, typical problem, no. Yeah, and they were just incomplete. And at that point, it was the first half. And I'm like, this, this could be like a like a 21 to 14 game right now. And it is very much so not a 21 to 14 game. Yeah. And like, it's funny. You look at the final stats and they don't like, I mean, UTSA was way more efficient on offense, <clears throat> but they didn't do much on third down two of 11, as opposed to four of 18 for rice, one of two, fourth down, as opposed to two of five, 394 yard old, Total yards to a, uh, a horrifying 230 for Rice. They turned the ball over two times to Rice's three, like 14 first downs to 13. Like none of it's uh, all of it paints a picture of an ugly game, but just sort of an ugly game in general. Uh, and maybe not one that is as ugly as this one actually was if you watched it. And I'm not even talking about the conditions on the field. Yeah, I mean, and the bizarre thing was, like, you look at you look at it, and they held Frank Harris to 103 yards passing in this game. And, yeah, I think, like, the weather was disgusting. So that, that was obviously a part of that. But I thought for the most part, he was, he was good through the air, but he, there wasn't anything, like, game-breaking that he did on that side. It was the run game. And some of the cuts, the, the first touchdown he, run he had, the, I think it was what, 68 or 63 yards where he cut Ugh. back across the defense and just had the linebackers out of place because they were ready to stop him on the edge and he went to the other edge. I was just like, well, good Lord, what what are you going to do? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. That was just, he's the best quarterback in Conference USA. And I get tired when coaches use that as a platitude, but I thought he was really, really good with his legs and he made Rice play, but... I made Rice pay, so there was that aspect. So I, 
I kind of feel, and, and this is going in with the backdrop of Rice was down their top four corners in this game, which is a five alarm fire in itself. So to be down yeah. four quarters and to not get abused through the air, no matter the conditions, I was actually pr- pretty happy, <laughs> all things considered, with that side of the defense. So after needing some signs of life against the defense for the past, like, two weeks. We might have gotten some, I think. Is that fair, or am I being too optimistic? Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard time finding the positivity generally, but uh, on that front, it certainly wasn't as bad as it could have been, and the fact that they did not give up much through the air down that many people in the back in the defensive backfields is encouraging. If they can carry it forward and get a little more healthy this, this coming weekend, then maybe that's something to build on. But well, I will say that Jason Bean is no longer the quarterback of North Texas. (laughs) So he is leading Kansas to bowl games because that sentence was said in real life on this podcast. (laughs) What a time. I don't know. But yeah, so there's that. Obviously, I think things change when it's not because it's supposed to be nice. I'm I'm doing air quotes right now this weekend against North Texas. I think it's supposed to be like high 60s, low 70s, not raining. And so maybe throwing the football will be possible again. And we forget everything that was good about this defense. (laughs) I don't entirely think that's going to happen, but we cannot rule it out at this point. So... Uh, who knows? I thought, you know, if you look at the the run game and Frank Harris kind of opened up so much here, but I thought it wasn't really a great game against the run as well. I mean, you look at Brendan Brady yeah, no. at Kavorian Barnes, their top two backs, um, both averaged eight plus yards per carry. Uh, they did have, I think what did it, and, and this shows them in the stats, they both had a 40 yard run. And you take that out, and it was just fine. I thought there were a couple moments in some third downs where where the defense, second and long, kind of those situations where the defense stood tall. And there were <laughs> there were a lot of plays, run plays, that went for one to two yards and, and just were a non-event with those sprinkled in. So, and, and UTSA, UTSA was two for 11 on third down in this game, which... I didn't really believe when I was looking back at the, at the yeah. final box score. And there were a couple of those. So they did put their backup quarterback in. And the, I think he, did he come in at the end of the third quarter? I think he did. Um, I think that's right. So let's see. They had four three and outs and one turnover on downs with their backup quarterback. Yeah, the um, but after even if you take after, those out, after Rice gets its lone touchdown in this game, the uh, <clears throat> the drive chart from there on out is uh, is pretty ugly. Punt, 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 downs, punt, punt, downs, downs. End of game. End of game. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. It, I mean, it, it was gross, but I mean, you take out the the last fourth quarter playing it out and UTSA is still what two for eight two for seven on third downs with their 
starting offense, we'll call it, which is a marked improvement from how things have been on third down. And one of those third downs uh, was a 68-yard touchdown run. So, yeah, definitely better than than giving up a whole crapload of of third and sevens and third and elevens. So, so it's something. Good job. They fixed that part, and other stuff broke. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Defense is still not there. I mean, and North Texas. I mean, will score points. I will say that. Just spoiler yeah. alert. That's going to come. So I don't know. I don't. I'm feeling. I'm trying to remember how encouraged we were by the defense in the first half of the season, and trying to figure out what happened other than. Like, are they just playing better quarterbacks? Like, I think that's part of it. But. Yeah. I don't, like, is that, is that is that all of it? Is it just better quarterbacks? I don't know. Like, it's they. Like, obviously, they had a lot of guys hurt in secondary this game. And, you know, there have been guys in and out throughout the year. But, like, that happens. And I don't know. I don't think there's any one like person or injury you could point to would be like, yep, that's that's where it fell off. But it the results have just gotten worse. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. And on the other side of the ball, uh seven points. That was a bummer. Uh, I think we kind of kind of walked through quarterbacks uh, a little bit because I, I thought they got so first off they started this game on the two yard line after a, a punt that was executed perfectly. And I do have that that right. That was the first play, first drive, right? It's it's all a blur. Yeah, I think so. I'm pulling up. Okay, officially on the one-yard line. That's right, because it stopped on that half-inch line, and you have to call it a one in the stat sheet. So started out backed up, and that was a point where we've seen the Rice offense fold uh, many times. Uh, I thought great call and great delivery by Wiley Green who came back from the dead and hit Rosner on a slant to move out and get a first down um, and then ended up getting fourth and one on a play where Isaiah Esdale was just got a shot to the helmet um, was not called would have helped um, and got it out and got another chance so you know there was signs of life and then when Wiley went down uh, it We've now seen Shoki uh, get, what, four quarters, five quarters of action? And is just not... Um, and I'm like, I want to bash a redshirt freshman backup quarterback who's been dealt some rough hands coming right, in off yeah. the bench. Like, but, he's, he's clearly not ready to play. And it's it's disappointing, I guess, because he's the, you know, he's been the, the backup. <laughs> most of the year at this point so you would hope kind of more progress could be made there but like at the same time I don't know he's a red cert freshman and what's expected to be the third stringer going into the year so yeah and, and I would just want to say I from what I could see it, it didn't look like an ability thing it looked like a just general situation awareness and incomprehension thing right um, like some of the sacks that he took like I'm like there's a hot like there's a read right there with pressure coming that you can see it. I can see it. You're supposed to go and hit man the flat or get the back out of the backfield and not, you know, hold on for dear life. And he did. 
Uh, things like that, that I like, I, I'm not going to say this is indicative, like Shoki can never be a good quarterback. Sure, he can. But but it was not it in this game or last game. And that's why I think in if you're not subscribed on Patreon, I'm just going to remind you, put this in the calendar, Carter, for every like mid-November when Rice is on their <laughs> quarterback uncertainty. Uh, you need to be reading the practice reports that are going to go up this week. So, you know, who's starting at quarterback. But I will say uh, AJ Paget came in afterwards and I thought gave them a spark. Uh, he, you know, obviously working, uh, Shoki got about half of the first team reps during the week, splitting with Wiley. And I would see AJ sprint over. So they'll do the defense, the starting defense and the scout team on one side of the field and then swap it, the, the scout team defense and the starting offense on the other side. And there was about two snaps a game where, or during practice where Shoki would sprint from the scout huddle over to the first team offense huddle, run his two plays and come back. So I think maybe in total, he got like what, seven to 10 snaps <laughs> with the first team offense. So it was, it wasn't completely green, but he was a, a very like a bright shade of green <laughs> with experience. And 7-18, missed a couple throws, but 110 yards, uh, which basically same amount of time or playing time and attempts he got as Shoki and outperformed him, had the touchdown to Shoki's interception. And I we don't know what the future holds there, but I will say coming out of practice today, I think there's a good chance that if TJ can't go, we might see more AJ than Shoki. So at, maybe that's a, a plus. We have a, an, an unknown uh, mystery box at, at quarterback. So uh. maybe maybe it could be good, but but probably not ideal. And that gets to what really made this a disaster. I can say that there were so many, so many bad things. What to me, the the thing that really stuck out was the running game in in this one because against Western Kentucky, Rice ran the ball pretty well, and it enabled a untested and relatively raw quarterback to get by <laughs> at times. And uh, have you did you were you aware? Let me say this. When the game ended, how miserable Rice had done running the football, or did you have to be refreshed by the box yeah, score? Um, it, I'm looking at the box score now. I don't think I ever actually did at the time because uh, it was I was much too sad already. Um, I'll say this: the only reason I was aware of how just awful like this has got to be the worst under bloomgren by a million miles i have not checked that but it, it has to be um because uh, somebody some of the one of the utsa guys up in the press box had mentioned that the all-time record for utsa and run defense was i think minus 23 yards allowed and at one point i think midway through the third quarter rice was at minus 17 so rice was getting close to <sighs> Uh, and and you you count quarterback sacks in this stat. So AJ Paget six for minus six, Shoki three for minus nine, and Wiley three for minus eleven. But I'm going to tell you, you put in those what back the envelope map twenty seven yards and uh, yeah, no, it's throw. You're throw still looking out. at twenty carries for twenty seven yards. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. Throw out all the quarterback <laughs> rushing attempts, scrambles or sacks or otherwise. And uh, yeah, uh, that is exactly it. You're, well, let's see. You're looking at if it's just the backs and receivers that got carries, you'd be at 20 carries for uh, 31 yards, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. is, I guess, I mean, that's better than 32 carries for five yards, but it's not, uh, not it's inspiring. Um, and, it, and I'm just saying, if, if you are on your scout team quarterback, which is that, would this be the, th- if, if AJ Patchett starts this weekend, hypothetical, uh, this would be the third time Rice has started a scout team quarterback in a game. Under Bloomgren, because Wiley, and then you had Giovanni was on the scout team, uh, yep. and, and then, and I'm talking like that season, not oh he was formerly a scout team as a freshman right. and then he rose up. I'm like no, yeah, so yeah, that that would be crazy. So you're going to get a stack box against North Texas, and you have Katie Davis there, who's the best linebacker in Conference USA, probably, uh, or up there. So it's not getting any better on that front. They're going to have to figure something out. I will say this. Uh, I think this was the first game this season that Juma Ottaviano had a carry for negative yardage. And I've been like the Juma hype man for the past four weeks. So if Juma's not getting yards, I I don't know what to tell you, man. Like it was all the and because that wasn't worse enough, uh Mr. Automatic Christian Van Sickle missed his first field goal of the season. And then follow that up with another missed field goal. It, I think there was some wind involved, but yeah, it was it was not ideal conditions, and uh, I you're certainly not going to hold it against the guy, especially given let's say the game state, because uh, it certainly would not have made much of a difference. But yeah, sorry, Christian. Uh, I knew I knew that was going to happen when we talked about it. So, but I think was that was I think that was two shows ago. Event, yeah, it was going to yeah. catch up at some point. But we only get partial credit. <laughs> at that point. I'm not going to take sole responsibility. It was us it? and uh, Zeus, Thor, insert storm god of your choice. Yeah. That's uh, there's a there's a new black craft. That'd be much more exciting to talk about than. uh... (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Yeah, all bad. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we we went into the last three games of the season, and I think mentally, I said I, I thought the Western game was the most likely. And then I said, you know, maybe UTSA because it's at home and I just they've just never fared that well against North Texas. I guess they have beaten North Texas. So that's a a plus. But um, they missed both of those. And I think going into this last three game stretch, I think most of the, you know, projections I saw had rice at like five point five wins. So figured cumulatively, you have a one in three chance at maybe beating all of these people. And now you're down to your last third. Yeah. So, and on the one hand, it's like I don't know. You told me Rice was going to be. I 
I forget all other considerations of health, that TJ was going to play through these three games, then I would have felt like, okay, they have a probably a pretty decent shot of stealing one of them. Probably not more than that, but one was all you needed, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so, like, on the one hand, like, I don't know, with what's happened with the quarterback position, like, it's understandable that the results have not been pretty, and, I mean, honestly, it just makes me come back and think more and more about how bad it was they dropped the Charlotte game, because you could have withstood this and still been bowl eligible if you had not done so poorly in that game. But, I don't know, it's it just, it's not even like, you know, if they had come out with everybody healthy and just gotten blown out straight in these two games, we stand at this. Like, I would be pretty, pretty furious, honestly, that they came into this stretch and and played so poorly. Like, with the way it's turned out, it just sucks. Like, it's not like, yeah, you. I, I don't know. Part of me wants to say like the the coaching staff could have done a better job preparing them for these games, and probably they could have. But it's also just like it's. We just want it to be definitive, right? Right. Like, are you good? Are you good? Or are you not? And just do it. And then we can decide one way or another. Like, right. <laughs> if you're not good, you're not good. And this is the end of the story and, and turn the page. If you are, then great. Let's keep going. Like, to, to, to be in the, like, well, they lost all their key pieces again is, I'm tired of it, man. And no Luke McCaffrey in this game. And he was great. Yep. Has been great. And again, all of these guys, understandably, I mean, we're early in the week are still TBD. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going to be? Who's going to be available against North Texas and, you know, any potential bowl ramifications? And I, I will say this and kind of I know I've, I've plugged the Patreon piece. I'll play a plug uh, one more because I don't know what else I have to say on, on this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit, but yeah, we don't have to I, go I, long on this one. Yeah, I, I will say I have done the math, and actually I started keeping the math uh, probably week, like, what, game like 10 <laughs> on what this was. So uh, if you follow bowl projections at all, then you'll probably have seen over the past couple weeks, even entering the stretch with Rice at five wins, that Rice was in most bowl projections. Uh, you can, I mean... There are what, like a hundred people who do both both projections at this point. So I'm um, from what I've seen, about two to one have rice in them. I've been kind of doing the math and the how this happens and who gets to go and the order of operations is kind of complicated, but I have kind of spelled out in a piece that's going up this week on Patreon for subscribers the math of how rice gets to a bowl with five wins, which I'm just passing along is a very plausible outcome after this weekend. And a also aside, if Rice gets to a bowl game with six wins and Rice gets to a bowl game with five wins, I think there are different conversations that we need to have, and we will have those conversations once they happen. But uh, I'm just telling you that there is a path for Rice to go bowling with five wins, and it's a, a pretty reasonable path that doesn't take any divine acts of whatever insert storm god you want so it's possible <laughs> i'm gonna have the breakdown and, and if, if nothing else if the game is going south on saturday and you just want some hope I, like for instance 
uh, root uh, against Auburn to win the Iron Bowl. Just things like that. <laughs> like, oh, perfect. Yeah, everybody's happy, right? We can all root <laughs> against Auburn. Hey, I'll give you the whole list. I'll, I'll have the whole list this week, and you can know, you know, from Miami, Ohio to App State, who you want to not win. And uh, it can make the rest of Saturday more enjoyable on just the off chance that the upcoming game, game against North Texas is less than enjoyable. Yeah. Or like, uh, for those of you that are sports players, it's like having a, a weird little parlay in place. <laughs> yes. Think of this as a 16 way parlay in which you only need <laughs> half of the legs to hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's there and it, it would be kind of the fitting way to end a season that has just been kind of like bizarre, like the highs. And maybe this is just, it's just this wave where the beginning of the bloom green tenure was like high, low variance up and down. And then just the, the further we got in, the highs became higher and the lows simultaneously became lower. And every week is more full yeah. and exciting than ever before. And I hate it. <laughs> and I'm tired. Yeah, but, this season. This season has definitely been the 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 highest highs and the lowest lows. Like, good God, it's exhausting. We've got one more, and I will I will wish cast for just one more. I would I'd like win. It would be fun. I, I prefer when this team Same. wins, but, yep. I, but I will say uh, we need an Isaiah Esdale touchdown this weekend because I don't believe he has one yet this season, and. Uh, we also need a Cam Montgomery touchdown because the fact that those two guys have been like what two of the more resilient pieces of the offense that have been available and yep. every game and contributed big times don't have touchdowns is crazy. And that happens when you score what two touchdowns in your last two games. It's hard to share them, but I, that would be my request. Get touchdowns to Esdale and Montgomery. That's uh, yeah. Well, we'll hope for that and more. I don't know what our expectations will be, but um, here's hoping we'll go out on a high note next week. Uh, but we'll see y'all then uh, to wrap up the regular season and rice fight. This show was edited and produced by Carter Spires. It features music from Joseph McDade.